0: This is the Essence Reveal Podcast, where we peel back the layers to uncover your Essence Brand. I'm Christina Cortwright Jenkins, and I am a passionately curious Essence Explorer and Guide, and I'm the creator of Embody Your Essence Brand. Essence is the self-aware version of your authenticity, and when it comes to your personal brand, that's not something you create. It's something you uncover and embody, and that's what we're here to do. So are you ready for the adventure of revealing your essence brand? Let's do this. Part of my morning ritual is lighting one of my beautiful candles. It makes me feel happy. I like seeing the flame flicker as I work. I enjoy the light scent that the melting wax produces, and I love the glow through the frosted glass as it burns. This morning, I trimmed the wick just a little too short, and I am watching that flame struggle to stay lit. It's small, but it's making progress as it continues to burn tenaciously. And as I look at that flame, I realize that that symbolizes me right now. I'm used to being a huge light, a warm, inviting glow. And right now, I'm working at tenaciously staying burning, just staying lit. Even as a small flame, I'm hoping that eventually I will burn off what is in the way of me burning bright. A year ago, I came into 2022 full of hope optimism stars in my eyes ready for all the things I'd hoped for, worked for, done manifesting work for, and paid so much for in the three major currencies of time, focus, and money. 2022 is the year I turned 50, and I was going to have the party of the century, and I'd made arrangements to move overseas for a few months. I felt healthy, happy, and hopeful. I mean, sure, everything wasn't perfect, I'd experienced some major blows in my family with health and some dynamics. I'm sure I had a niggling fear of failure, even though I don't believe in failure, just learning, or at least that's what I keep telling myself. I was working through some trauma that had left me feeling a little raw and a little untrusting of myself and others. But overall, I was sure that 2022 would be my year. And I guess in a way, it was. It was a year of super deep work on myself, what in astrology we call the Saturn work and the Pluto work. Within weeks of the start of 2022, it became very clear that a move overseas was not in the universal plan for the year because my partner was suffering from some serious and intense health challenges. In fact, he was very close to death and required a lot of care to just keep him alive. I'd lost large sums of money through a variety of investments that just didn't turn out as I'd hoped for. And instead of celebrating my 50th birthday, I stayed hidden in my cave, not feeling like I could handle the spotlight. Some very important relationships changed in ways I wasn't happy about, and I felt like one disappointment after another. Now, don't get me wrong. There were some beautiful highlights. I met and worked with some of the most amazing soul siblings. I found circles of people that are as dedicated to personal growth as I am. Some of the spirit guides that have come to me have taught me some of the deepest lessons. I've made some of the dearest friends, some of whom I've never met in person. And as I have been compelled to slow down, spend more time in meditation, and follow the flow of energy and do more with less, I have become aware of many attachments I didn't even know were there and some I was aware of and had started to unravel, but realized I have a lot more to go. I am a truth seeker at my core. I am an essence revealer in my soul. I want to do the soul excavating work of revealing my true essence and guiding people to reveal their essence. This is my purpose in this lifetime. And that has only become more clear. But what hasn't always been clear is the manner in which that will be done. And as I reflect on this year, I realize that although I have peeled back many layers of belief around prescriptive or formulaic living, this was the year when I was compelled to dig deeper around that. And what I mean by prescriptive or formulaic living is this notion that life is like a math equation. If you do this, you'll get this. Just a simple 1 plus 1 equals 2. It's the lie that if you follow this particular formula, your business will be successful. If you do these three things, you'll have a great sex life. If you eat and exercise in this way, you'll be healthy. If you invest in this thing, you will make money. If you take this pill, you'll feel better. If you wear this type of clothing, you'll be attractive. If you drink this beverage, you'll have fun. Do you see what I mean? This is how our culture has trained us. And while I use some blatant examples there, this shows up much more subtly and insidiously. Our human minds and the structures and paradigms of our historical cultures, not to mention the slick marketers who will twist the knife in your pain points until you're willing to give them any amount of money to relieve the pain they promise to alleviate. These have all drilled this belief of one plus one equals two formulaic living into our energetic DNA. Even problem solving, the quick fix equation for getting the answer is asking Google. Humans want quick fixes. They want a pill. They really want the simplicity of one plus one equals two. And when it doesn't equal out, the authorities, including those slick marketers that under-delivered, will be very quick to tell you that it's your fault. You just didn't do it right. You didn't want it enough. You didn't do enough. And as a conscious, personal responsibility-taking person, You actually think that if you had done things better, you could have gotten the promised outcome. So we just keep trying to make that equation work. But what if it's not you that's broken? I mean, thank you for taking personal responsibility. Please keep doing that. And I invite you to have a deep look at the equation. Does that equation even work? Take personal responsibility for what's yours. But there's enough responsibility to go around for the continual pushing of this equation that does not work. In the business and branding space uh, where I do my business, I see this all the time. People who have spent tens of thousands of dollars on formulas to make their business work. Sure that uh, using this way was going to get their brand seen, heard and to sell their product. Just put all your stuff in these boxes and it's going to work. But if it doesn't, you just need to work harder and longer. No thought about if the boxes even work or if they align. If it doesn't align with you, it will not work. I was just talking to a new client this week and she was telling me about how she was taking a course on getting her body of work put into a format to sell. But she just didn't feel aligned with the box as they were asking her to fill in, in this surefire formula. She was procrastinating the work, feeling weighed down by it, out of essence with it. And she was so relieved when through the course of our discussion, she realized that she had permission from herself to not do the formula. She could just change it to align with her. In my 2022 Reflections, I realize that even though I teach about how to get outside the box in business and branding and life, some of my soul excavation work has revealed that in some ways I have acted from a prescriptive belief set. Now, I know in my mind that these aren't true. I rail against them all the time, yet I still feel they are true. And we first act from our emotions. And our ego has a very sneaky way of letting us feel conscious, even if we're in delusion. So here's a journaling prompt for you. It's been very powerful for me. What formulaic beliefs am I acting from? I always say I don't believe in failure, only lessons learned. But I sure felt like a failure many times this year. In the dark nights of the soul, over the last 350 days, I have shed many, many tears because I felt like a failure and I couldn't logic my way out of that. Now, to be clear, I still don't believe in failure as a concept. It's about learning, but that doesn't mean that feeling like a failure isn't real. As I have peeled back the layers around my own essence, several things have come to light for me. Things that I will no longer keep hidden for fear of judgment, FOMO, or value attachment. As I have been increasingly nudged and even pushed to open my business up to more of a spiritual side, I've become aware of my value attachments to being in the business and branding space. It feels a little scary to step into a space that is so close to my heart. I mean, business and branding is close to my heart. I love it, but they're logical. They're more detached. It's not like offering my heart on a silver platter. That offering my spiritual gifts feels like. Like so many spiritual entrepreneurs, I've been mystical all my life. From the youngest age, I was called a witch and I liked it. I became involved in energy work, herbalism, and essential oils seriously in the early 90s, although I had been creating all sorts of herbal concoctions my whole life and doing energy work even though I didn't know what to call it. I raised my children according to the chakra system, and I have a book in the works on that. This is my world. It always has been, except I felt like I needed to hide this, except from some family members and friends and some of my closest clients and coaches. And for friends and family members who are listening to this, who I haven't shown this side to, you've always known it's there because I haven't kept it that well hidden. I know it scared you. That's why I've kept it on the down low. And I will no longer do that. I will no longer play small to keep you comfortable. Now, can we explore that word, witch? When I say the word witch, W I T C H, how does that feel? What images come to mind? Even though I've always loved when people call me that, claiming it for myself, I've met with some resistance to it. That title has been so villainized that it scared me. But it's time to reclaim it and remember it in its true meaning. Witch, herbalist, medicine person, shaman, healer, light worker, astrologer. These are all different words for a person helping and guiding people in need, including yourself, using the gifts of the earth as the medicine. It's a very yin or feminine energy can we reclaim our feminine energy the feared the shadow the dark phase of the moon this has nothing to do with gender we all carry yin and yang energy the feminine and masculine energy your unique blend of these energies is part of your essence can we reclaim the demonized and rejected parts of ourselves the parts that have been villainized for millennia Can we embrace the dark goddess within all of us? Do we dare shine the light on the shadows? Do we have the courage to peel back the layers we perceive as protection and reveal our glorious essence? I now claim to be a witch, someone who is in touch with nature, a mother and a grandmother to many, a healer, an herbalist, an essence revealer, a lover, a sensual being, a nurturer, an astrologer, a toe reader, a tarot reader, an energy healer, a transformer, a distiller, a truth seeker, a truth teller, an alchemist. As I do practice what I teach, I have gone through the process I take my clients through. I've worked with my own coaches. I've journaled. I've meditated. I know my life and my business is shifting. And so while I have a brilliant and unique season two of the Essence Reveal podcast planned, I'm going to take a short break for a couple of months to get more clarity, adjust my systems and structures, and laser in on my work. There are a few offerings I have in 2023 that I'm ready to reveal right now and that I'd like you to be aware of. See if they resonate with you and click on the link in the show notes for more information. I am starting a Moon Celebration Circle subscription. Basically, the new and full moon work I've been doing for myself for years, I've gathered and put into a beautiful and insightful workbook for each lunation. Of course, there will be other goodies and surprises because I do love surprises. And I do have two freebies coming up this year. Um, There's the bonus for the winter solstice on December 21st. And then there is the last moon that we have this year. Uh, the new moon in capricorn on december 23rd my big event early in this year and there will be at least two more retreats later in this year uh, so from february 16th through the 21st is the dark moon goddess retreat so using the same link in the show notes you will get on the list to receive more information about that soon i am doing individual and group astro Cho readings and if you're curious about these check out my youtube channel Uh, called Toe Reading Academy. And finally, I will be launching the Toe Reading Certification Program. It is time to get this valuable modality out there and utilized. I have loved this season of the podcast with you. I have learned so much. I've loved your feedback. I deeply appreciate your support. I've made dear friends with the guests and gained wisdom from them. It's been an adventure that will continue after a brief pause. I hope you know how much I love and appreciate you. And there it is. I hope you've gained value from listening to this episode and that you can draw parallels, insights, strengths, and hope from my experience and the questions to ponder in your life. And as I finish this episode, that candle that was barely hanging on a couple of hours ago is burning bright, flickering beautifully, lighting up and glowing, giving warmth and joy. And this is what I desire for everyone, to glow in their essence, that we may all be flames that light up the world in our uniqueness, that we shed the layers of belief, perception, paradigm, and things that no longer serve us or humanity and shine in our brilliant essence. I'm grateful for you, my friends. Happy 2023. And I'll see you in a couple of months. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.